When WCHV went on the air in 1933, banks were failing, investors were panicking, and the government started sending people money to calm them down. And here we are, ready to help you through it again. Hey, you gonna party with your Uncle Ted tonight or what? I say, let's get it on, boys, celebrate. I say, celebrate. Joe Thomas in the morning on a Ted's Day. So we celebrate each of our inborn, God-given tedness, and I hope you are employing it thoroughly in however you meet these days, this final day, um, before we head off into Thanksgiving over the river, through the woods, or perhaps, as my wife and I are transitioning, yeah, there are real ways you can use that phrase where it's applicable, uh, from being America's guests and I, my wife and I can't recall a year where we didn't spend the holidays traveling to other people. And we just made a conscious decision that this was the year that we were going to be the ones that people were going to come to see. And part of it has to do with Nikki Lewis and helping us get our, you know, buy a house with a yard and guest rooms and things like that and space for people to park and whatnot. Um, part of it has to be, you know, just pride and ownership and saying, come, come see us, come bask in our glory. Uh, also the fact that, oh, just tired of driving everywhere. <laughs> just at some point, my God, you know, and, and wearing out the triple A card and geez. But that being said, as we get ready for it, we are here. Yes. Don't poke the radio. We're not, you no know, guest host. No, this, this is real. This is live. It's happening right now. We will have some specials. Our friends at Fox, Kilmeade and Kennedy and the, uh, is it, uh, uh, the couple that does the, the, the blog and the congressman. Um, anyway, but they're, they've, they've all got, their uh, online shows, they've put together a broadcast uh, special for us uh, for that for tomorrow. And we'll be back here on Friday as well, so fear not. But uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the Thanksgiving. And this has been said several times in the last few weeks, especially as we came closer and closer to election 2023 here in the Commonwealth, many of you said, and I agree with you, that the problem between Republicans and Democrats is that the Democrats tell you they're going to do horrific things and then do them. Republicans tell you they're going to do all these conservative things and then come back later and explain to you why that wasn't possible. 
And thus is the case in the pre-filed legislation for the Virginia General Assembly, including two, two different constitutional amendments regarding abortion. And elevating it to a constitutional right. So uh, we we talked about whether Governor Yunkin would have enough ink in his veto pen. This is from the Virginia Democratic Party. Virginia House and Senate Democrats announced first bills and resolutions for 2024. H.J. 1 and S.J. 1, constitutional amendments for reproductive choice. Does that include the choice not to reproduce at this time? Do I, do I have to reproduce? Is there going to be a state board requiring me to reproduce? We'll get into what it says on the other side. Joe Thomas in the morning. Inflation-proof listening. Too many families are struggling. Free of charge since we went on the air in 1933. Seville 107.5 and 1260 WCHV. Joe Thomas in the morning on this Ted Steve. Thank you for letting us be of service to you. 434 964 1075. Emails come into Joe at WCHV.com. Constitutionally protected right. That's an important phrase. In if the republic is to be saved, the, the phrase constitutionally protected right has to be at the core of it. It's one of the reasons we've managed to last by even conservative estimates four times longer than any of the world's democracies. This is why they want democracy. See yesterday's program uh, as we got into democracy and what it becomes and why the checks and balances were not the Senate checks the House and the House checks the President and the Senate checks the judiciary and the judiciary checks the whole thing. And no, the checks and balances were to check and balance the passions that can be ginned up amongst an activist few that could lead to the mismanagement of one of the branches of government. So other branches of government were supposed to be there to say, hang on a second here. What's going on here? You guys have been reading... William Randolph Hearst's newspapers and you got some crazy ideas and we're going to stop you. But they didn't because William Randolph Hearst was the Mark Zuckerberg of his age and everyone was reading his editorial saying the Senate is screwing you over and the President is screwing you over and the Supreme Court is screwing you over. and Perhaps the, the greatest evil in America was William Randolph Hearst an industrialist who supported the the Marxist ideas of protecting his wealth for him. 
because he saw Marxism as this great opportunity to be seen both as popular and staying really, really, really rich. Yeah, I got your rosebud right here. Anyway, so um, constitutionally protected right. We're tossing out speech, congregation, religion, self-defense, privacy. We're, we're tossing all those out. So we, the, the modern American progressive con- uh, communist wants to create all these new rights, convey all these new rights, right to a wage, right to a house, right to have sex indiscriminately and let a doctor take care of the byproduct of such thing. As a matter of fact, we'll even refer to it as a byproduct of such thing rather than life. That makes it easier. Let me read to you, pre-filed yesterday, maybe it may have been Monday afternoon, pre-filed H.J. 1 for the 2024 Virginia General Assembly session, proposing an amendment to the Constitution of Virginia by adding it to in Article 1A, Section numbered 11A, relating to the fundamental right to reproductive freedom. Keep in mind, it was only within the last five or ten years that there was only one sexual position that was legal in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, well, I mean, it's... Resolved by the House of Delegates, the Senate concurring a majority of the members elected to each house agreeing that the following amendment to the Constitution of Virginia be, and the same hereby is proposed and referred to the General Assembly in its regular session, etc., etc., parliamentary procedure, amend the Constitution as follows, the fundamental right to reproductive freedom. And file this under... They told you, oh, no, 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 they told you that any Republican you'd vote for is an abortion banner. They didn't tell you they were going to be uh, ostensibly a governmental abortion promoter. So here is your constitutional amendment. I apologize if we sound a little like the paint drying channel. This is... A proposed constitutional amendment, much longer than the ones that protect your rights to free speech or self-defense. That every individual has the fundamental right to reproductive freedom, the right to make and effectuate one's own decisions about all matters related to one's pregnancy shall not be denied, burdened, or infringed upon unless justified by a compelling state interest and achieved by the least restrictive means that do not infringe on an individual's autonomous decision-making. A state interest is compelled, compelling only when it is to ensure the protection of the health of an individual seeking care, consistent with accepted clinical standards of practice and evidence-based medicine. The Commonwealth shall not discriminate in the protection or enforcement of this fundamental right. That except when justified, 
by compelling state interest, the Commonwealth shall not penalize, prosecute, or otherwise take adverse action against an individual on the basis of an actual, potential, perceived, or alleged outcome of such individual's pregnancy, nor shall the Commonwealth penalize, prosecute, or otherwise take adverse action against an individual who aids or assists another individual with such individual's voluntary consent in the exercise of such individual's right to reproductive freedom. That this section shall be self-executing and that if any provision of this section is held invalid, it shall be severable from the remaining portions of this section. That's important. That last line is important because there will be legal challenges to this. I can, I can see, and not, I just know too many lawyers. I can see at least three different places where Constitution, U.S. constitutionality could be challenged in this if it were to pass and get not get vetoed by Governor Yunkin in the first place. And I see you. I see you out there, you Republicans. Who like, I don't know if Yunkin's going to veto that if it passes. Understand it also has to pass the Virginia voter as well. You're even probably more squeamish about that. This is why we vote secretly. This is what Dobbs, combined with billions of dollars sent into the Commonwealth of Virginia by Soros-backed open society groups and Virginia-based ones, will lead you to a one-seat majority in the House and a one-seat majority in the Senate and constitutional amendments like that. Why? Because the Democrats tell you what they're going to do for the most part. Sometimes it's just implicit. They didn't tell you they were going to become abortion providers, abortion protectors, abortion uh, knights in shining armor, but they did tell you their opponents would be abortion banners. And who's speaking up for the rights of the future citizen of Virginia? Is the Commonwealth's attorney in your county going to stand up for the rights of the unborn infant? Are we going to get a constitutional amendment protecting that unborn infant's rights? When we had Republican majorities, did we ever think to do such a thing? No. We'd go back to you and explain why we could not you know, get a you know, sonogram law because we had to put in the transvaginal scanner and blow that one sky high. Bless their hearts. They they tell you, for the most part, straight up what they're going to do. And then they do it. Case in point, the constitutional right to have an abortion. It won't drive your car for you or order your groceries, but the free Seville 1075 smartphone app does let you listen to WCHV when you're in the store buying your own. So let's call it even. Joe Thomas in the morning. Thank you for letting us be of service to you on this Ted's Day. Lessons of Virginia and beyond.
So let's go back to H.J. and S.J. 1 pre-filed constitutional amendments, meaning if they get enacted, they will be almost impossible to get rid of. Permanent, forever. Unlike the pregnancies of Virginia that will follow after that. So what did you not hear? If you're joining us in progress, we just read into the public record H.J. 1, which is duplicate to sj1 pre-filed for the virginia general assembly 2024 a constitutional amendment guaranteeing abortion rights why because the democrats won a very slim majority in both the house and senate and so they're going to fundamentally change virginia because 50.5 percent of virginians back them versus 49.5 the other guy so johnny bar the door that's a mandate to me because they they will, at very least, infer dramatically. If they called their opponents abortion banners, what you were supposed to imply is that, uh, or infer, was that they were going to be av- abortion providers. They were going to be abortion promoters. So several things you don't hear in here. Any proviso, any proviso whatsoever regarding the age of the infant. Any even acknowledgement that it's a person. It is the singular most dehumanizing piece of legislation I have ever seen regarding children. And it's interesting because as soon as the child is born... The state doesn't believe the parents have any rights whatsoever to their management, their upbringing, or their education. But before they're born, oh, they got nothing. Is, is a conservative going to file a, an infant's bill of rights, a, an, a, a fetus's bill of rights? There's no, there's no, there's no portion of this constitutional amendment that acknowledges that there's another human being involved aside from a person who might be assisting the abortion seeker. No six weeks, no fifteen weeks, no eight months. No, and understand, so all three of my children were born three weeks early. That's weird. <laughs> don't know some scientists would probably want to see what genetic code my wife and i created that made all three of my kids almost to the day come exactly three weeks early but this bill would allow my wife should she decide i don't want to have a kid with this guy at that point three weeks remaining all three of my kids came out perfectly healthy Statistics will show you that two of them went into the neonatal intensive care unit. My oldest son, Taylor, looked like Shaquille O'Neal in that place. He was three times bigger than he was. He was fully eight pounds, eight pounds, nine ounces. He was a giant compared to the other babies in that horrible, horrible, heartbreaking room, the neonatal intensive care unit. And I'll tell you something. We should take the Virginia General Assembly, Assembly on a field trip to VCU's neonatal intensive care unit there in Richmond and, and go in there and look at all these little premature babies who are 
fighting it out, fighting for life. My kids, eight pound, nine ounce giant compared to these little two pound waifs. Like I said, I was, I was like, this kid looks like Shaquille O'Neal laying here next to these. Why is he in here? Well, he had a Billy Rubin. And it's the whole thing. So they're triggered. So so if one of the haters, the keyboard warriors, according to statistics, two of Joe Thomas's kids went into neonatal intensive care. So he lies about his kids being born early and healthy. They were. They just, it was precautionary. And believe me, my insurance didn't cover it either. So it took me a long time to pay that one off. This bill would protect my wife's right to decide at that three-week period where all three of my kids came out perfectly healthy. My daughter, Mithril, she, she came home from the hospital that afternoon three weeks early. No special care or anything like that. And these were the dark ages. This was the, the, the most recent birth was 23 years ago. I mean, this was pre-September 11th. We didn't even have the Department of Homeland Security, heaven's sakes. How could you, how could you have a child in those days? I mean, that's practically stone knives and bearskins, he says facetiously. So that's just one of the things you don't even see in here, even an acknowledgement of a third person. It does acknowledge that there might be somebody who drives you to the clinic. So you can't go after them either. But it also, and, and here's going to be the fruit of this poisonous tree, I see, is, is in this guarantee of, uh, how does it say, that every individual has a fundamental right to reproductive freedom. And the way they phrase that, and when I say that this is a bill that's promulgating the idea that you can have premarital, extramarital, indiscriminate Congress, as the Kama Sutra refers to it, intercourses with whomever and wherever, because there'll be a medicine, a, a doctor somewhere who will either give you a pill or take you into a room that will fix the biological outcome of such Congress unless you've turned yourself into a eunuch, the way so many of our teenagers are now going through these gender reassignment eunuch treatments. And they, they don't have to worry about it because they're not going to be reproducing at all anyway. But what is going to come from this as soon as this goes into effect, I understand the process. So if it passes both the House and Senate this year, and Governor Youngkin, I realized, I, I said, Governor Youngkin has no say in this. Governor Youngkin doesn't, get, get, doesn't even get to have a say in this. It sits and awaits... Four years, it will sit for four years. So this isn't going to happen next year. But if it passes here, four years from now, after the Senate has run through its next election cycle, and all 140 seats have stood for another election, 
it will be again voted on. And if it passes then, it comes to us, the voters. So five years hence, we will be asked in 2028 to vote on this thing. Where do you think we'll be in 2028? I'd like to think that you and I will still be here doing this. Nutritionally speaking, that's what my wife's goal is as well. We've got a mortgage to pay off. But do you think Virginia will be more likely to pass this or less likely to pass this? And what do you think the ad campaigns are going to look like then? Will we even be using dollars? Will we'll be financing these, oh, that was a $4 billion yuan ad buy by the uh, Virginia state senator. But that's the process. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you, but this is why we sit sometimes in dew-eyed amazement at the American left. Because they told us they were going to do this. And every time this happens, we sit here and we say, oh, my gosh, oh, man. And, and we, we pick our navels. And we stare at our toes and we wonder, how, because it's promise keeping. Was it Coach McCartney and the promise keepers? Oath keep. Well, no, no, start with the oath keepers. You want to talk about a character assassination going on there. A bunch of sheriffs and police officers and soldiers who promise to keep their oath and the government saying, oh, no, 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 no. Your oath only counts when we tell you it counts. The fruit of this poison tree will be your tax dollars then going to pay for, in the underserved communities, this despicable behavior, the killing of babies. Your tax dollars will then go to pay for that, whether you wanted to or not, because now it's a constitutional right, and the underserved communities need to have access to their rights as well, which means government subsidy for said abortionists. But they told you, don't, don't act surprised. Don't sit there staring at the radio saying, oh my God, you, you, you might be surprised at the brazenness of it. But don't be don't pretend that you're surprised that they even took an attempt at it. Sure, you didn't think they may have gone this far, this soon, but you knew this was coming because they promised it. And unlike their opponents politically, they generally keep their political campaign promises. Central Virginia's only radio station whose pumpkin pie scent comes from actual pumpkin pie. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Shut up and jam! Joe Thomas in the morning. Thank you for letting us be of service to you. 434-964-1075 is the phone number. 
emails come into joe at wchv.com. Um, I, my wife and I follow a fellow a member of the Virginia General Assembly, uh, Nick Freitas, who's probably going to be one of the warriors against this constitutional amendment. Uh, but he brings up a great point here in one of, you know, and he has his um, words of wisdom, his Nickisms, as my wife calls them. Let me see if I can play this uh, for you here. Republican administrations and Democrat administrations engaging in what anybody could tell you is very self-destructive monetary and fiscal policy. But why did they do it? Because it is rewarded by the voters. That's why. And this is the part where Thomas Sowell has his, his quote where he goes, the fact that, you know, so many successful politicians are such shameless liars is not just a reflection on them. It is also a reflection on us. When people expect the impossible, only liars will satisfy. We have and and I wanted to bring that in here because we we're talking about this constitutional amendment that the Democrats have pre-filed. Charnel Herring as uh, the sponsor of the House version of it. This this elevation of abortion to a constitutional right because they don't lie to their constituents. They've figured out what it is the the the, the base wants, and, and I don't think anyone actually wants what they said. They just don't want to be seen as banning it. They have found this wonderful narrative that if if you want any restriction on something, you're immediately banning it. It is such an infantile uh, approach. I, I mean, I hadn't had to deal with this as a parent since my kids were five. Yeah, you want me? No, that's not what I. You can have common sense regulation on something without banning it, and you're supposed to be self-governing anyway. And all of this comes down to the fact that decades ago, we were told we no longer needed to be self-governing. Because that was unfair. See, see, putting the Ten Commandments in school meant you were sex banning or lie banning. I mean, for the most part, that's that was their argument: is you can't tell me I can't, you know, covet my, thy neighbor's wife. This is a free country. You can't tell me I can't bear false witness against my neighbor. It's a free country. Oh, the the jackasses that were promoting some of this claptrap, but they they were successful. Because just just the way the Democrats were successful in branding anyone who opposed killing a baby at about any point right before they become the property of the state at birth was an abortion banner, implicitly a sex banner. Because we've abandoned, you know, woe be the diaphragm and the IUD manufacturers. Woe, feel bad for the folks who have stock in Trojans. Because apparently those are no longer acceptable forms of contraception. No, we got, we got doctors for that now. We got a clinics for that. Why, we can send you a pill in the mail for that. And they told everyone that's what they were going to do. And the, and the problem was the opponents of such behavior didn't believe that Nick Freitas's fellows in the House of Delegates would stand strong against it. So they walked away. 
Welcome to our 90th year serving Central Virginia. Seagull 1075 and 1260 WCHV. AM and FM, Charlottesville. There was a time When I didn't care Nothing mattered To me I swear Then something happened I came alive And I found you And I found fire That's why I never stopped believing Joe Thomas in the morning and it's uh, Ted's the morning And I can't I can't uh, And you know, there, there, there were some of the, the parts of uh, the Ted's Day celebration that are applicable in many, many ways. And that particular one is specifically uh, about meeting you and doing this here in this special place, place that gave birth to the concept that is and still is for the majority of Americans, America. Whether it's Jefferson's philosophies and then Madison Mason's toolkit to actually make that philosophy a governing uh, standard that's gone on for 240 years plus. But it also is applicable to the, the first moment my son Taylor laid in my hands in the delivery room that January in 1993, uh, 94, pardon me, <laughs> careful, Joe. And all those moments in your lives as well, you've had them as well as I have. I'm just an agent of your misfortunes this morning. We've all had those moments when you start believing, when you realize. But what we're denying our children is the knowledge that it's even there to be looking for it. If you're joining us already in progress, we spent about the last hour talking about uh, the those damnable Dems do it again. Pre-filed constitutional amendment protecting abortion with no limits whatsoever. No number of weeks, no nothing. Of course, the 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 upside for a young mother who's engaged or young woman who is engaged in congress with the wrong person has decided she doesn't want the baby because well it was the wrong guy instead of thinking beforehand is this the right guy we'll fix it on the post-production and lost in this is the understanding do we have the obama clip this is this is still the, the 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 illegitimate stepchildren of President Obama, who uh, once famously said, "I've got two daughters, nine years old and six years old. I'm going to teach them first of all about values and morals. But if they make a mistake, 
I don't want them punished with a baby. Punished with a baby. See, see, if you, Barry, if, if you taught them values and morals, they would sit there and say, is this the right guy? And sometimes the right guy turns out to be the wrong guy after the fact, but that's where divorce lawyers come in. I'm sure you know a few of those, Barry. I'm just saying that because he is a lawyer. But what we're denying our children is the ability to make that judgment. To say, is this the right guy? Because I want to stop abortion by stopping unplanned pregnancies. I want a world where there are no unwanted pregnancies. What a horrific phrase, unwanted pregnancy. You know how beautiful and amazing being a parent is. But it's a it, Barry's brilliance in his turning of a phrase is, is it is a burden. It changes your life. You no longer are the center of the universe, and that's what we're not promoting because the pandering populist paywalls of these politicians' pockets lead them to pander to you to tell you what you want to hear, which is you can do as you see, you do what you want, no repercussions. Vote for me. And people line up and vote for them. And you know, bless their hearts. They keep their promises. They, they pre-file constitutional amendments protecting abortion right up till. And oh, there, there's, there are no, it's not 15 weeks in here. There's no weeks listed in this constitutional amendment. If you're, if you're part of the second seating, you're just joining us. I'll give you some of the details of this constitutional amendment elevating abortion to a constitutional right next. Trusting you to know information from disinformation. Promoted by self-interested and corrupt individuals. Without a government board. Oh! See the 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Yeah. You're setting the right tone here. Oh, I get to you. I understand. And the pandering populace and their payday lending of, of legislation is built on this idea that women being pregnant is because, and, and this is the, the wonderful Svengali-like magic that they perpetrate is while saying Republicans, conservatives especially, are for this handmaid's tale style world where it's male dominated, they create legislation based on the idea of male dominatrix. That men just are out there spraying their seed around indiscriminately like the dog in heat. And women have, have, have no other choice, no other choice but to go to the doctor and say, doctor, the dog gave me, oh my gosh, I had no choice. He's a man. A man did this to me. Raise young men to understand the responsibility, but, but we don't. We don't because we reward here as we, as we celebrate the, 
or commemorate, I guess, the 60th anniversary of the day the black community got done in once again. And it's not that Jack Kennedy was supposedly or had done anything particularly great for the black community, but Lyndon Johnson, who became president on this day 60 years ago, screwed them over royally. 60 years since the the father of the great society ascended to a position and with his pen and his phone single-handedly quadrupled the size of poor the size of the poor population of America single-handedly broke up the nuclear american family single-handedly created the nanny state that says if if you can't get by just fill out the right forms and uncle sam will do it for you on this date 60 years ago he became president because on this date 60 years ago someone shot john fitzgerald kennedy jr and he died from his wounds I mean, I, yeah, yeah, several of you have emailed me. Did you, have you seen Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s statement on the anniversary? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And, you know, he's been invited to come on this program numerous times. So, uh, and his, I know he's got a campaign headquarters. His Virginia headquarters uh, is in Charlottesville. It's just right now he doesn't see Virginia as being a big state. But he, he has promised to be at Virginia State University in October. I did see a statement to the uh, point that he would be attending the Virginia State University debate. Should sh- I think it was one of those like passive-aggressive statements that he hopes that the l- rules for this debate will be such as to permit voices to be heard beyond just the two political parties, blah, 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 blah. There will be polling. I'm sure there will be polling triggers. You'll have to be over a certain amount on a certain number of polls. Real color politics will get some run out of it. But the black community specifically got torn apart, rent asunder. But all poor, poor communities go through this. Appalachia, how many how many single moms with you know a yard full of kids because Uncle Sam will pay them more each time there's a kid as long as there's not a dad around. And see, see the same mindset that leads ridiculous statements like Allison Spillman to say that Meg Bryce was a book banner. Leads you to believe that any, any other programs beyond the great society is forcing people into marriage. Not just forcing you. We're not subsidizing the opposite, or we shouldn't have been. Sixty years ago, on this date, a news anchor expressed emotion on TV and perhaps set us on a course to where we just don't trust the news anymore. Walter Cronkite let you behind the curtain, let you know he was sad that the president had succumbed to his wounds. What he should have been crying for was what was about to happen to the poor communities of America. Rather than making them less poor, they just 
quadrupled their population so it didn't seem like you were so unusual. The government said, we won't force you into a marriage. And began subsidizing the breakup of those marriages. And here we are at the at the other end of that legislative digestive system where we have a constitutional amendment pre-filed for the General Assembly, which I will guarantee you guarantee you is going to pass. It will pass by the one vote in the House and one vote in the Senate. Why, even the Democrats that would have stood up against it were ousted in bloody primaries this past year, like Chap Peterson. People who would ask, is this the role of Virginia's government? So powerful is the Democratic Party machine that anyone who stands up against it will be called a misogynist and a woman hater and an abortion banner. And this and this legislation, as I read it to you before, but I'll, I will go out on the limb of once again sounding like the paint drying channel because nothing is more exciting, boys and girls, than reading code, even even potentially horrific code, into into a radio audience. We have the right. Every individual has the fundamental right to reproductive freedom inserting comment here, except for the freedom to say, you know, we probably shouldn't until we're married and we can support this child and, and, and take care of it and give it all the things it needs from us till we're ready. Back to the text of the bill. This right to make and execute, uh, no, this right to, to make and effectuate one's own decisions about all matters related to one's pregnancy shall not be denied, burdened, or infringed upon unless justified by a compelling state interest. Later it says that state interest has to do with the health of the mother. and achieved by the least restrictive means that do not infringe on an individual's autonomous decision-making. The Commonwealth shall not discriminate in the protection of enforcement of this fundamental right. It goes on to protect those who might drive somebody to the abortionist as well. This is all what happened. This began... This began 60 years ago today. And Lyndon Johnson may not have even known he was going to do it. Maybe Lyndon Johnson, you know, just was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, I got to protect some of my friends. And, and, and this Marks guy, you know, he's not that bad. You know, we could, we could work with this Marks fella. We could use some of his stuff. All my union buddies say Marks is pretty good. This day began that day. And I'm surprised the Democrats, so tone-deaf, didn't actually hold a bill-filing ceremony to acknowledge the beginning of the Great Society era 
and the beginning of the Lyndon Johnson presidency, this date 60 years ago, on a plane back from Dallas. We're not sure if Thomas Jefferson would listen to WCHV. We're pretty sure he'd call into Joe Thomas in the morning. Here, who's this? Seville 1075 and 1260. News and Sports is sponsored by the Crohn's and Coilitis Foundation.